Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following podcast was recorded on August 1st, 2021. Between the hours of 8.35 p.m. and 8.59 p.m. Events occur in real time. About you, Emily Fox, but here on Push Recaps, we're having the worst day ever. It's that 24 season one recap podcast talking about 24 season one, episode 11, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'm taking you to find your wife and daughter. This was such an eventful hour. Uh, early grade. A plus. That's two A pluses in a row. I know. We're getting a real 4.0 <laughs> average oh my over God. here. And then at the end of it, I was like, Emily, are you mad that we can't keep watching? You go, yes. I want to keep going. You said, yeah. I mean, I know we just did a back to back, but like. Folks, we did a back to back. Fox, isn't this classic? This is what it was like in May 2020. At the end of May 2020, when we started doing Worst Day Ever, and we were like, we got to keep going. Let's do back to backs. And we were doing back to backs because we thought that we'd be doing four podcasts a week or something like that. You thought we were going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I know better. You did You know played better. this game where you're like, I okay, know. so I scheduled I'm it out so and dumb. I did everyone all this. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Da, 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 da. I'm such a flake. And then you're My like, intentions are oh, pure. I'm real tired. My intentions are pure. And I'm like, yeah, pure. dude. My intentions pace are yourself. Good. My Except intentions. we don't have time for you to pace yourself right now. My 24 in- minutes. Let's my go. My intentions are always pure, Emily mm-hmm. Fox. Uh, but listen, we can wait. A f- you and I in the real time will wait a few nights before we watch and record episode 12. Because as you can imagine, it's a very eventful episode. We're going to have the full length. We can do whatever we want. No time pressure on that one. Yeah, that's So we'll true. really enjoy ourselves. It'll be totally great if we could wait a year between episodes, what, <laughs> like four and five or whatever it was. I think that we can... Uh, I think it was between three and four. We can we can wait a, a couple of nights, but we are doing this back to back. First of all, I want to thank uh, the five thousand people who signed up for the post show recaps Patreon between last week's episode and this <laughs> week's episode. I'm just assuming that that happened. Patreon.com/slash post show recaps because we are recording this about an hour after we finished recording the last one, so I'm just assuming that happened. Thank you to all 5,000 new Post Show Recaps patrons. Say hi. If you're one of the new 5,000 patrons of Post Show Recaps, make sure you introduce yourself to me. Maybe we can uh, work out some kind of awesome deal. Welcome. Uh, w- welcome. Um, <laughs> let's hop into this one because it is an eventful episode. The first note that I have in my notes is, I like his little mouth. 
uh, is what? what you said, which I think is what you said about Dougie, our cat. Yes, that's not he, like, what I said about anybody rubbed, on this he show. Rubbed, he rubbed his face against your hand. He does this thing where he rubs his mouth, like actively his, his mouth, his teeth on you. And I hate it. I think it's gross. I believe that you said, oh, I like his little mouth, is what you said. <laughs> See, you wrote that down. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down because I thought that's that was so hilarious. Silly. Um, all right, so let's get into the episode. <laughs> I like this little episode. Uh <laughs> begins we're getting like a little bit of like uh what's going on at ctu in the alberta green era of ctu are you enjoying alberta green so far she's uh she's a little just, cold she's cold as ice she plays by the book she's she plays, cold as this ice plays, water you made me she plays it's by so the good. rules i did i made a delicious ice water for both of us i'm uh, i'm like bobby boucher the water boy i know what's up when it comes to making ice water i thought you were gonna say bobby flay i'm no i'm telling you i'm still pissed it's we're recording this an hour <laughs> later that's not gonna stop i can't get distracted by bobby flay right now the but the key I, lime pie was I, good I really what the key lime pie was great <laughs> i really want to get mad about bobby flay jack is driving Ted Kofel around, uh, total turd Ted, uh, who's triple getting T. triple T. He gets a phone call from somebody asking to meet at a parking lot. What's his name? Like Brian Harrison or uh, something? His the the guy's name is Kevin Carroll, which uh, <laughs> his name his name his name is exactly the same name. No, his name is Kevin Carroll, which is also the name of an excellent actor who plays John Murphy on The Leftovers, mm. which I always thought was really funny once John Murphy as a character and Kevin Carroll, the actor, started playing him on season two of The Leftovers. Like, oh yeah, Kevin Carroll, that's the fake Alan York. Uh, so it turns out that it's the fake Alan York is going to show up, which had a, a, Emily with a, a huge reaction later uh, yeah. in the episode. As Ted is in the car, he gets this phone call. He's going to have to like meet this dude in a clandestine parking lot Remember ages ago, Emily, when I told you like bad things happen in parking lots on 24? Well, I also said that. I know. When we talked about that. Bad and, things like, always happen in parking lots. And I was like, it's going to come back up again. And so we get like a real parking lot heavy episode this week. Uh, but anyway, so Ted's like, all right, Mark, I'm going to need you to drive me into the parking lot. And Jack is in the front. He's like, you're not Mark. And Jack's like, I'm not Mark. Uh, and so he pulls over. Uh, he pulls a gun on Ted Kofel, says, give me the phone. Give me your phone right now. Jack is like pulled over into like the side of some uh, wide open part of Los Angeles and like the uh, like an aqueduct that an you, know, aqueduct. You, would, you would probably race your cars in Greece. Yes. This also feels very fast and furious. I believe that there is uh, in the 24 video game, a big car chase sequence through the L.A. aqueducts. Of course. Uh, Why do you keep saying aqueduct? What? How should I say? Aqueduct. Aqueduct. Yeah. Aqueduct. Aqueduct. Yeah. Think of how you spell it. Aqueduct. It's not aqueduct. 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 Okay. So so the so the L A aqueducts. Uh, there's a there's a chase scene. <laughs> what? There's it almost a ch- sounds like you're you're saying like a waterfowl, like yeah, an aqua- aqueduct. Aqueducts. An aqueduct is a little bit uh, redundant, don't you think? I would say so. A land duck, though, right? Those are real, aren't they? Yeah, there are some yes. ducks that are more land uh-huh. based. Do you want to talk about this for a while? I do. Uh, so so <laughs> Jack climbs into the car uh, it, with the guy Ted Kofel. Uh, and he's like, my name is Jack Bauer. My wife and daughter are being held by a colleague of yours. Where are they? He starts like really ripping into Ted Kofel, who at first is like, I'm just a guy. Please don't hurt me. I'm trying to go to Denver. I'm just trying to go to Denver. Hit the slopes. My name's... My, my name's, name's Ted. What is it? No, it's from uh, something about my name's Norm. I'm a pizza delivery boy. <laughs> uh, he's like, where's my family? I love her, man. 
Mary man, Terry man. Uh, yeah, there's something about Terry that Jack just knows. Uh, so this dude holds strong. Bauer says, you're a good liar, but I've seen better. You stay put. Uh, and he leaves him in the back of the car. He's got his briefcase. He uses, uh, he calls Nina and tries to like get all like the details on what's going on. It's a great Jack Bauer trope that I don't think I've picked up on until this watch where he goes like, how's Terry? How's uh, Alberta Green? How are things going? Like he always just like wants to know all of the stuff. It's not just the, is Janet out of surgery? He just does the, is Janet no, out of surgery I, like, for everything. everything, right? Cause I was like, is Janet out of surgery? Is Jamie okay? Yeah. Everything. Where's Kyle? Where's, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, it's going to be a very long list by the end of the day. The logistics of him trying to figure out where everyone is and what their status is. And then Nina's like, and so how, how about you? How are you doing? He goes, well, I kidnapped the guy, Ted Kofel. She's like, you kidnapped Ted? Yeah, she's I mean, like, it's getting harder word. and harder to cover for you, man. She says, every time I talk to you, you've done something new that's crazy. And he goes, tell me one thing I could have done differently and since midnight. It's like, probably not shoot me, even in a flak jacket would be one. Yeah. Uh, we could really get into it, Jack. What what could I have done differently? Maybe we could do 24 What If next week, Emily. We could do uh we could like take stock of a few key decisions he's made along the way and what if he made a different choice. That could be fun. Um <laughs> so meanwhile, Terry's like trying to reassure Kim. Uh Rick shows up, he's like, Eli sent me here to get info. Don't tell me anything. If you don't tell me anything, I won't know. And then he goes back outside and Eli kicks the crap out. Yeah, which like I was like, What are you doing? Yeah, that's all right. Eli will get his. Uh <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> what? <laughs> Eli will get his. <laughs> he will. I am vampire. I'm a vampire. Sucky. <laughs> uh, Nina, Nina is uh, gonna true blood in worst day ever format would be really funny. It's too much. We wouldn't be able to do it in a half this hour. This is what happens when we do a back to back. Yeah, it gets like, a little punchy. Loopy. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Nina is uh, like getting like all the details on Ted Kofel to like kind of give Jack like the psych eval, right, and like sort of like tell him like how to how to deal with this guy. And basically, like, says, like, he's got this really huge resume. His dad died early, uh, so he probably knows a lot of, like, self-reliance. He's super smart. He's super smart. He's got a heart condition. Jack's like, I know. I've got his pills. These are Chekhov's pills. We'll get into them later. Uh, and she's like, I wish I'd had more time. I could have really given you a better evaluation. And he's like, you did great. Um, so Jack now knows, according to Nina, she says, the threat of pain may be more effective than pain itself. But this is all guesswork. Uh, and so Jack, says that? Jack stands in what front of the car. What a weird way to phrase that. He takes his jacket off. He like starts like uncuffing his cuffs. He's doing it very slowly, all while trying to like make eye contact with Ted Kofel from the car to start like putting the fear of Bauer into him. And I told you last time that this episode was the one that got me hooked on Jack Bauer. Yeah, because, I can see why. Because this is the episode where Jack Bauer, like, if this is your first... Like, He's like, give me your washcloth. This I got something to show you. This isn't <laughs> quite my first exposure to Jack Bauer because I saw the the one where he's with Lauren, the waitress, as my first episode. That's, like, more character-driven stuff. And then last week, he's really just hiding under cars. Uh, but this time, like, he's going to, like, say to this dude, like, you ever heard about a Russian gulag? Uh, they made do with what they had, sort of like what I'm doing now. He pours a water bottle on a on a, a hand towel. I thought he was going to help cool him off. I thought he was going to rat tail him no, at no. first on the first watch. No, he through. was like, of course my hands are sweaty. I'm I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm terrified. Which he does so say silly. that at one point. He's yeah. like, 
My hands are sweating. I'm terrified. I'm meeting Kevin Carroll. So I thought he was going to be like, here, let me wipe you down. Yeah. He does give up the name Kevin Carroll. And Jack says, Nina, run a background on a Kevin Carroll. He's a machine tool salesman. Probably an alias. And Wait. Emily goes, probably an Aries. That's what I thought he said. Yeah. Probably an Aries. But then Jack shows him this hand towel. He pours water all over it. He says, have you heard about the Russian gulag? They had to make do with what was around because they didn't have a lot of resources. It's sort of like what I'm doing now. He says, you probably don't think that I could put this down your throat, but I can. All the way is what he says. Which, I, I never forgot how Kiefer Sutherland said all the way. Which is disgusting. Except for this little bit at the end. This was all very evocative. It was like, uh, what was I? It was like an 11th grader watching this being like, ah, uh, this is crazy. Uh, and given how many hand towels you probably I used to have in towel. your house. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, and when your stomach. <laughs> Multicolored washcloth. Your stomach's going to digest this towel. I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to take your stomach lining out. It'll take you a week to die. And this dude's like, you're disgusting. This is disgusting. Also, I'm, is that real? I don't know. I I've, can't imagine that. I it have is. no idea. I, I shudder to think. Uh, Wouldn't your body just be like, I'm going to throw this up. This is the start. <laughs> this is the start of like one of the things that Twenty Four gets really deeply into, and like the the further and further and further into it they get, like just sort of like the grosser and grosser becomes, and like the less creative and like uh, like compelling I feel like it becomes is okay. like the torture porn stuff that's really yeah, associated with Twenty Four, yeah. and sort of like the post nine eleven stuff, like it's not fantastic. Really doesn't hold up super well. Do they touch on waterboarding a ton? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They go they go there. I feel like one one thing about this season that I that I like. Is is that it is so personally tied to like the Jack Bauer story. So like this is like this like disgruntled agent who's like doing whatever he's got to do to apply his old tricks to save his family. Right. So it just like makes it feel a little bit more grounded. Mm -hmm. But this is definitely this episode is like the start of something historically for 24. Got it's worth it. noting for like historical purposes. But at <laughs> least he here he's like talking about it and not doing it. And I think like there is a difference between that, um, yeah, at least sure. as far as like the the viewing experience. But goes. it also does kind of give you insight because later on he's talking about classified documents and yes. being in Belgrade and yes. all of that. So it's like, oh, did he learn that technique there? Right. Like, some things are some things are starting to, to to come together. Our cat is playing with a mouse right now, Dougie, and that little mouth. Uh, <laughs> so this dude Ted Kofel is like, I want to see my family too. I know you want to see your family. Look at them in my wallet. They're so cute. And Jack's like, mm. Don't know about any of this. That's because uh, it was a newspaper clipping. Yes. That was like a magazine family. Oh, my God. We've got about 10 minutes. Okay, a little hurry. Bit, a little bit more, a little bit less. 1021, uh, Mr. Drazen shows up, uh, and he pulls the plug. He says, you guys failed. You screwed this up. And Gaines like, what the hell? You're just going to quit? And Drazen says, no, no, no. We've got a contingency plan, but it doesn't involve you. Uh, and I think that you said Gaines just yawned. Uh, Which means that he he's resigned. He's got to quit. He's got to yeah. resign. Um, Sorry, Drazen, it's not a very good joke. Drazen says he's not. I thought it was pretty good in the moment. Uh, maybe it isn't replaying as <laughs> yeah, well, but it yeah. was really funny at the time. Um, Drazen is going to give Gaines 30 minutes to, to to begin the process of clearing out. No, it's like 30 minutes to find Bauer or else clear out and kill the family. Uh, so he's not going to succeed at that. Imagine if your name rhymed with the word Raisin. Mm -hmm. That would be uh, Victor Drazen. That would be pretty crazy. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty good. Um, so David is going to threaten Carl to come over. You're Come to the Valley. Be here by 11. I need to talk to you. He's going to threaten Carl. Um, meanwhile, Jack is just like hitting the hood of the car with a wet towel. Uh, <laughs> to, to freak him out. And he's like, all right, we're going to go take a drive. We're going to go find but, like, friend Nina's, Kevin. And Nina's like, 
I kind of feel like maybe you have the wrong guy. It's possible you have the wrong guy, Jax. Like, I don't think so, but I, I don't even care anymore. At 10.30 and 20 seconds, Terry is feeling sick still. She's got this pain in her stomach that's coming and going. It's called diarrhea. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you it's did, true. You did say she ate the muffin. And I had this moment. I was like, the muffin? Who's muffin? And uh, remembered that Rick brought them breakfast. And maybe she has an egg allergy like me. Aw, This possible. is probably what time it would happen if I ate a muffin around 7 a.m. Yeah, it would right? take it around 10.30. Yeah, that's uh, the really great thing about spacing this out time-wise. Delayed reaction. Um, Not a delayed reaction. Your body is starting to digest things. Maybe, like, you're a little bit on, like, you know, autopilot right yes. now because you're so freaked out. Yes. Diarrhea. Oh, my God. Cha-cha-cha. Uh, so, in the back of the car as Jack is driving Ted, he reaches into... Uh, what do you call that? The armrest? It's an armrest, right? <laughs> is, that, is that what it's called? No. It's like one of those folding out armrests. <laughs> yeah. That's like a compartment uh, yeah. to the chair. It connects like, to the trunk. Uh, no, it connects to the, like, the, the seating that you're in. Yeah, but doesn't it? Sometimes it can connect to the trunk through the back. Well, anyway. sometimes you can push another layer down and then you can open the trunk. Uh, he's got a knife in there. Uh, and so he's going for the like knife. Like a switchblade? He's got like a little, a little, a little knife there. It's, a, it's a, a microtech halo, according to what Jack says, which sounds pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets the knife um, back at the school. David, after, like, in between signing basketballs for people. I love this note of David Palmer being, like, this hero basketball player, this college basketball player that follows him around. It's just, like, a little character note that you you see in the background. Truth. Um, He's like, Sherry, did you talk to Carl? She's like, yeah, I did. He's like, didn't you think you would tell me about that? I don't know. Uh, so they're in uh, dire straits, these also, two. Also, I feel bad that David keeps having to talk to this one administrator of the school who keeps, like, asking him She's all these... She's probably having a great time. Clearly she is, but yeah. he keeps being like, well, would you just, would excuse, you just excuse me? Would one second? A lot is going on. Yeah. Uh, he's going to talk to Mike, his chief of staff. He's like, you wanted me to ask you about Jack Bauer. That's my Mike Novick impression. It's you wanted good. to know about Jack. Uh, and Palmer says, yeah, so... Uh, let me ask you something. Does it just so happen to be that something was going on with Jack Bowers? There a gap in his record from a summer of two years ago? And Mike goes, how did you know that? And David Palmer says, we'll get into that into it later in a future episode. Huh. So David Palmer seems to know something about Jack Bauer that we currently do not. Um, so Jack, meanwhile, he's going to go into the car with Kofel. Kofel's going to try and get one over on Jack. Uh, and it goes poorly, breaks his wrist, and now he starts, like, he breaks his act. This dude is a bad guy. He's speaking uh, in Serbian. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Did not expect. Big moment, He and Jack's like, you speak Serbian, you from Belgrade? And this guy says, you deserve everything that's happening to you, Bauer. It's you crazy. You will pay. Your mouth is doing the exact same thing this guy's was. My little mouth? Yeah, your I little like mouth. I like his little mouth. Maybe it was mine the whole time. He has a heart attack, and Jack's like, I got your pills. Take your pills. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. And so he dies. He like puts the pills in the guy's mouth, and he just spits them all out. So he dies. This guy is who Jack thought he said he was, except with like this added layer of like, he's not even really Ted Kofel, it seems. He's like in deep cover of some kind. So was that pretty wild? Because this blew me away as a kid. Uh, yeah, no, I did not expect it. But actually, you know, when you think about it more in depth, there's been so many twists and turns with the plot lines where I'm like, oh, my God, it's so much smarter than I thought it would be. So, like, this was one of those. It was a cool twist. Easter uh, eggs, yeah, if a, you will. It was a cool twist. Uh, at 10.41.35, we come back from commercial and Jack is crying on the phone with Nina. It's like, I'm screwed everything up. 
up. I'm so tired. He's like McBower. It's like his McGruber moment. I've screwed everything up, Nina. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 24, 24 minutes, uh, McBower. Uh, you have about six minutes. He goes, there's something's very wrong. This is personal. They're coming after me. So he's like freaking out. He's been up for over 24 hours. This is a lot of information to process. Um, but he tells Nina, like he starts to kind of like pull himself together. He's like, I need you to dig into my field assignments. There's one from two years ago called Operation Nightfall. It uh, took place Sounds across Belgrade and Kosovo. Scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he begins the process of like kind of like weekend at Bernie'sing Ted Kofel's dead body to like prop him up in the back of the car. Um, Tony Great com- decoy though. Tony comes to Nina. He's like, don't you think we should probably tell Alberta what we're doing about Jack? She's like, no. He's like, fine. Uh, then at, <laughs> at, at 1044, uh, Kim starts to fall asleep and Terry's like, do not sleep. Don't sleep. Then Rick shows up. He's like, I've got a gun for you guys. This is the best I can do. Sorry. And then he leaves. And even Kim, who earlier was like, don't beat up Rick. Rick leaves. And she's like, Rick, you scoundrel. What are we supposed to do? Shoot our way out? Very funny. Um, But Terry is like, we are alive. We do not give up. We're going to do this. And then her stomach's like, oh, my God. That muffin. Um, (laughs) uh, Back in the parking lot, somebody shows up to the Ted Kofel car. It's Alan York. Or is it Kevin? Where's my wife? And so now Jack is like back in control because he sees this guy. Such a badass moment. And yeah, so this dude who like killed Janet uh, and had been driving around with Terry all morning, who's been gone for a couple hours, he's back. He pulls out his gun. He shoots at the bulletproof glass. Nothing happens. You go, he didn't even flinch. No, Um, his eyes blink, but that's it. Every single shot, he just goes. "Mm, Yeah. mm, mm." And then he uh, he just starts driving all over the place and eventually knocks him out. And at this point, Emily Fox screams, give this show an Emmy. And eventually they do. Um, (laughs) At 1051, 46, Jack wakes up Kevin. He's like, where's my family? Punches him in the stomach. And he's like, I'm pretty good at tolerating pain. He's like, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen this washcloth? Yeah. Let me tell you. Do you know about the Russian gulag? (laughs) Uh, that would be amazing if he said the, he exact, just said the exact same, same speech. Uh, they make a deal. He's like, I'm going to take you to your wife and daughter. We got to go soon because they're no, they're like expendable now. So yeah, yeah, we're yeah. really raising against the clock. Which is a helpful thing for him to say, actually. Yeah, um, but you have to let me go. So the arrangement is take me there and then I will let you go. That is the agreement. I love when uh, Jack Barr like really close talks him. He's like, this is my family we're talking about. This is them. This is the agreement. Uh, Mr. Drazen tells Gaines, kill the Bowers. Our contingency doesn't involve them. Mm. Um, and so that order is put into place. Meanwhile, David Palmer does meet up with Carl. He shows up at the school. Uh, and like Carl like does this thing that like 24, you know, they like they love like uh, like a like a, a shadow cabal. It's like, I don't work for you, David. You don't work for the American people. We work for the people with the money. I mean, there is some. Of course, there's some truth to truth it. Truth to it, Of yeah. course. Uh, the show really loves to go in on that, though. And then they, like, really ham it up the deeper the show goes. And got it, got the it. The lolly lay low. Um, that's a Metal Gear Solid <laughs> reference. Uh, David's going to go and uh, take matters into his own hands. He's going to talk to Dr. Ferragamo himself. He doesn't want this guy to get killed, so he's going to take matters into his own hands. Meanwhile, speaking of getting killed... Eli shows up to Terry and Kim goes, well, I guess it's time to kill you. I'll make it quick. And then Terry, who got this gun from Rick, just like points it in Eli's face. But she forgot to take the safety off. And so she shoots at him, but it doesn't work. And so they get into a big fight. And eventually Terry is able to get the gun and she shoots him in the back. And then she shoots him again. 
Yeah, because they're expecting two shots. Yeah, whoever knew he was coming expected two shots. That was the second shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to do something with his body. But like, how much time do they have before they are found here? Well, Emily, it's a good thing that as the episode draws to a close, Kevin Carroll and Jack Bauer are in the car on their way to his family. And Emily Fox, next week, is season one, episode 12, the episode that was originally, I believe, intended to be the finale of 24. Wow. Should the series not continue past this point? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Does that make, what, what, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel like I like having that information because now I can go into it and looking at it from both perspectives. Yes, there's a lot going on. The good news, Emily, is we have no time constraints next week. We're going to be able to just talk it all through. Woo. We'll be back next week with another worst day ever. We hope you got your feedback questions in. It's way too late if you didn't. Uh, going to be a really fun time. We'll do all sorts of predictions, maybe another one of those death games. We got to go. We got to go. Got some fun stuff. All right, that's the podcast this week. This, folks, make sure you Bye. send your stuff in for future podcasts josh at postshowrecaps.com join us in the post show recaps patron discord thank you to the 5,000 new patrons of post show recaps <laughs> patreon.com slash post show recaps if you want to be 5,001 feel free to slide in we'd love to meet you we'll be back next week with an extra sized episode of worst day ever talking 24 season 1 episode 12 until then everybody take care bye bye When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.